All right, well, welcome to our first session on systematic theology. Thank you for coming. So you see, I've handed out a schedule for um, the series. Hopefully we'll make it through all of this. It's not a short series. <laughs> it is broken up into 60 different lessons. And going by the weekly schedule, trying to coordinate, you know, with the men's classes and, and holidays and things, um, this would take us all the way through 2024 if we make it through. So, uh, obviously, yeah, yeah, you'll get a big prize for perfect attendance. <laughs> um, obviously, schedule is subject to change can't schedule something out that far in advance and not expect some changes so but uh, we'll definitely announce any changes so uh, yeah we are primarily going to be using um, Dr. Sproul's series called Foundations an overview on systematic theology um, as our primary reference for this course here's what the DVD looks like if you decide to order the DVDs but you can also stream it's actually cheaper to stream than purchase the DVDs just a suggestion <laughs> Foundations, and then subtitled, An Overview of Systematic Theology. It's actually printed on that page. And then if you're really studious, you can also order the study guide to help you go along with it. Um, again, you can save some money if you're happy with an ebook or PDF. Uh, but these are optional. You don't have to, to watch or purchase those if you do not desire. We're going to go through not only what he teaches, but especially on some of these uh, subjects, we're going to add some, some outside sources as well uh, to support and expand. Um, for our first series introduction, we're going to actually look at the first video from Dr. Sproul. I think it'll help get our, our feet wet going in, um, but in the future, uh, we won't watch the video in the class. You're free to do that on your own on Ligonier.org. Uh, just search for foundations, it'll pop up. But um, again, we're going to cover everything in the, in the videos, so don't feel like you're missing anything if you don't have time to watch the videos. So uh, You can see uh, every session is broken down into a topic. And um, we start out just kind of looking at what systematic theology is and its purpose. Then we get into things such as revelation and scripture um, attributes of God. Um, continuing down, you'll see it, we're going to talk about uh, nature of sin and man, and talk about na uh, Christ, nature of Christ, and His work. Uh, then we'll get into Holy Spirit. We'll look at uh, some things, some questions such as um, miracles today. Should we expect them? Um, and we'll look at, uh, of course. Um, Justification by faith alone and um, perseverance of the saints. We'll get into the church. We'll look at baptism. That'll be one of the areas we'll, we'll definitely look at a lot of outside sources since we're Baptist, not Presbyterian. So, um, But we'll also get into some future things. We'll be looking at um, some eschatology, millennial, uh, millennium, and uh, return of Christ, final judgment, and then we'll conclude with the believer's final rest. So if we can get through the whole series, uh, they're all broken out. But I think it's helpful to have this so you know what's coming and, and what we're going to study. And 
and especially if there's a particular topic you're excited to learn about. So, okay, so yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Maybe so. Maybe that's that's your perfect attendance. You know, you get a free bowling hour. So. <laughs> All right. So with each session, what I'll do is I'll also hand out a uh, a sheet, kind of an overview sheet of what we're discussing, so that you can keep that. And it's up to you, but you might want to maybe stick these in a binder. And by the time we finish this whole series, you'll have a nice binder full of of a kind of a topical overview of everything we went through and studied. You can always reference it and go back through it. So <clears throat> we're going to go through um, kind of the first half of the sheet, talk about it really quickly to introduce, and then we'll watch uh, Dr. Swell's video, and then um, we'll come back and look at some question questions and discussion questions uh, to finish it off. Okay, um, so first of all, introduction. So... <clears throat> Talking about systematic theology, the study of God is often misunderstood. Theology comprises all of what God has revealed, both generally and specially, which is obviously something we're going to look at and cover as we get into Revelation. Overview, what is it? So, <clears throat> theology. Theology is the study of the nature of God. We can break it down and look at it. Uh, the word breaks down into basically two roots. We've got theos and logos, or logos, depending who you ask. Um, theos is a Greek word for God. Logos is the Greek word for word, or it can also be thought of as, as reason. Um, and so therefore you put them together and you get the reason of God, or uh, i.e. the application of logic to God. So that's how we get that word for the study of the nature of God. Uh, it is not to be confused with religion. Religion focuses on man's response towards God, uh, or attitude or behavior towards God. Theology, not religion, should be the core of Christian education. Uh, unfortunately, we don't always see that these days. Um, and Sproul talks about that. You'll see a lot of schools these days, even um, seminaries, that have departments of religion when they really should have departments of theology. Uh, there is a difference. Um, Okay, and then that talks about theology. So what is systematic? So systematic is done or acting according to a fixed plan or system. It's methodical. And uh, speaking of systematic theology, there's a lot of uh, opposition to it. Um, many philosophies and ideologies oppose a systematic understanding of reality. And he talks about that and, and mentions some of them and why. Some examples, rationalism. Uh, empiricism, existentialism, relativism, nihilism, and there's a whole list of others that just cover some big ones. Um, but pretty much all of them are in some way uh, opposed or object to any kind of systematic view of looking at reality. Uh, so we'll look at biblical revelation. Uh, what is it? It is the Word of God, and it is an ordered Word of God with unity, coherence, and consistency. Theology is rooted in the details of Scripture, and every detail impacts other details. So that's important. Uh, that's why we, we like to do exegetical review of Scripture. Uh, everything affects everything else in Scripture. Uh, okay, so before we get into questions and discussion, um, we're going to break now and take a look at Do uh, Dr. Spell's video, and then we'll get into the question and discussion and, and 
review what he talked about and see what you guys think. Right, I'm going to pause this for now while we watch. All right, so let's look at our questions and discussion now that we've watched the introductory video. So what is theology? Theology is the study of the revelation of God. Why should we study theology? Well, theology is the light by which we see all of the sciences, meaning we interpret our entire reality, our entire universe, through the light of theology. So when you hear people say, oh, I'm not a theologian, well, then you must not want to know anything about anything, because <laughs> you have to be a theologian to understand anything. What he says is, uh, everyone's a theologian. Mm -hmm. You've got to make the decision on whether to be a good one or not. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, what is the goal of systematic theology? The goal is to see how the Bible naturally fits together into an organized whole. And that's exciting to see these pieces fit together. What are the assumptions? Well, as he stated, God has revealed himself in his word. God is not the author of chaos. His word is coherent. The word of God is rationally consistent. So what philosophy has done the study of it the most harm and I think he laid out a good case that it's probably existentialism. And true or false, when God speaks every detail, he says his impact on every other detail he reveals. Well, that's, it's a gimme question. <laughs> it's true. All right, let's discuss. So um, what is systematic theology? Any comments or, or thoughts on what we're going to be you know, looking at, the definition of it? Or any, any questions, like not quite understanding? Are we good? <laughs> That's good. That means it was explained well, right? <laughs> All right. All right. Why do many people dislike theology? And I would even add, why do many professing Christians even dislike theology? Yeah, definitely. I'd say that's one of the biggies. Is um, it exposes yourself, your own sinful nature. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, as John was saying, I mean, there's a there's a theology there for that person. It's just probably not a well informed or good theology. Um, but yeah, we hear that mantra all the time, just me and my Bible, right? So, <laughs> and that's that's led to a whole lot of bad doctrine. Well, yeah, I mean, we, our own natural tendency is to approach the Scripture with our own set of presuppositions on how we view things. Sure. And if you've grown up in a particular denomination or under a particular style of teaching, then you're going to bring that to the Bible when you sit down with it. And Absolutely. To not do that. Yes. Well, every one of us is going to have you know some lenses on when when we study Scripture, but we need to be self-aware that we have lenses on while we're studying Scripture, and we need to work against that, removing our lenses and trying to see clearly what God is revealing.
the, the cherry pickers and just pick out a verse and don't look at the context of the rest of the chapter or Bible and yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's the argument against you know not doing exegetical study of scripture. That's right. Yeah. It's just not. I mean, it it takes work, but you know both both the works already been done for us. If you got a concordance mm-hmm. in your Bible, well then you can go back to where you know that particular scripture is reflected back through the Old and New Testaments. It's just following through mm-hmm. and, and applying diligence to the study of it. So it's sure. It's, it's what I call the ones that will just pick the one verse. It's just lazy. It's lazy. It's, yeah. It's intellectual laziness. That's true. Yeah, they would pick the verse but not really twist it. Yeah, twist it to fit their own views. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, you're right. Laziness. Just just give me the. You know the the top ten verses, and I'll live my life by that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. The opposition is like I mean, Christian, non-Christian. Like it's just trying to find that wiggle room. Uh, you know what I mean? Because the loophole somewhere. Is really, like, <laughs> there is no wiggle room. Okay, but there's yeah. wiggle room. <laughs> 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 Can I wiggle around this a little bit? Well, I think some do just, talking about laziness, some do just see it as daunting. They hear the word theology and they think, oh, well, that's for like brilliant, you know, professors. That's not for me. Um, but that's not an understanding of really what theology is. So. You just go to, if you want to cherry pick the scripture, just go to James. You say, are any one of you lacking wisdom? Well, ask God. He gives to those wiggles. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Okay, uh, what is the nature of biblical revelation? I think he, he suggested it's God's character, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who he is. Who he is, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, that the nature is who he is. Which is... It's, it's kind of ironic a little bit. So the nature of the revelation is who he is. And so it's our job to study the revelation to understand who he is. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And then I think it's like, um, I think it's by experience myself, um, the fact that you read the Bible, but if you don't study you actually have that superficial understanding. Mm. So sure. um, then when, that's what many Christians, um, not professional Christians, but Christians, they, you know, oh, I read my Bible every day, or I read my Bible, but um, if you do not study and you don't go, you know, spend some time Sixteen is found when you go all the way through the rest of that chapter. 
So it's not, if you just read 316, then you're, you're, you're locking yourself in on a, a certain set of understandings of, pre, of very badly preconceived notions about who the nature of God really is. You, you lock in on that verse and you, you try off and do like universalism and stuff like that. Exactly. And when you read the rest of the, rest of the chapter, exactly. yeah. it's like, oh, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, just look at the very beginning. So, for God, so of the world, right? So, for God, well, who's God? Yeah. That's the first question. Who's God? All right, love. Well, we're not talking about human love. It's godly love. So, what does godly love look like? You know, and then the world. Okay, who's the audience here? Is it the earth? You said the world. Is it? He's talking about the earth? Are you talking about everybody? Well, I mean, what is he talking about? So yeah, if you don't study it, you're going to come around, come with a very wrong conclusion. <laughs> and I think that you know, taking those that time to study, but like just talking about the different types of love, and you and you say love in that in that verse, that's agape, right? That's not Leola, that's not Eros or anything like that. This is of God's character. It's of his character. Right. You know, and it's something that we would strive to, a perfect love, but we can't achieve that here. But you can't just read it like read for God so loved the world and you think to yourself, Oh, I love a lot of people. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can stray off into very different understandings of what he's trying to lay out in that passage of scripture. Sure. And also um, the study of the God's word it, it's comes with the conviction as you know you, you convert, convict yourself you know and feeds you, feeds your soul, feeds that that says the truth once you go and study deeply and you know exactly what that God is revealing, and you comes to a conviction. Exactly, this is the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. And then we can overlook little tiny. He's talking about details. I mean, for God so loved it. Why? Why not? For God loved the world. That so actually makes a big difference. Yeah. So even tiny little two little words make a big difference, and we need to study to understand that. Okay, well, um, what question do you hope this study will answer? So let me know, guys. What What do you think? What are you hoping to get out of this course? Have to think about that a minute. Huh? <laughs> I've listened to some of this before. Never gone through the whole thing, and um, sometimes it's easier when you know when you isolate yourself and you're studying on your own. Um, there's so much you take away from it, but when you're with a group of other believers, then there's there's things that are going to come out of this study that I wouldn't naturally. I'm, there might be questions that come down naturally. I wouldn't naturally ask mm. on my own but may come up in discussion. So sure. that's just helping strengthen each and every one of us. You know, Why didn't I think that? So, yeah. <laughs> it's always a question that you don't want to, you know, you don't want to, because so, sometimes you feel like, oh, this question is so silly, and I'm not going to, you know, 
Well, you're not getting graded here, so there's no silly questions. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so I don't know why you, you don't know this. So it's like questions and things that you know you always have as much as you study. Yeah. What? I kind of agree, just to piggyback on what they said, it's the questions maybe that I haven't thought of. Mm. You know, myself, he was talking about, um, you know, when you, you come to it with your own view. Right. You just can't help it. Right? Right. Oh, I've got questions, but she she might pose a question that's like, I never even thought to ask that kind of a question. Yeah. You know, I'm always looking forward to that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely have both sides in our family, so. <laughs> I knew there was something wrong with you, John. <laughs> yeah. Thoughts, Missy? <laughs> okay, sure. And you, you feel free, guys. Um, obviously, I don't know everything, but if you think of some questions after you left, feel free to send them to me, and and I'll research it. So uh, we'll try to figure it out together. Um, all right, so next time, I was about to say next week, we're not doing this every week. Next time. What's the gap? It's like every three weeks? It's, yeah, it, sometimes it's every other week, and sometimes there's a break in there. Um, so the way that we're doing the men's class, I believe it's second and fourth for uh, regular months, and then third and fifth on, on fifth Sunday months. So I'm trying to offset it and be on the other weeks. Week. Right on the opposite weeks, but I'm also trying never to do two weeks in a row because I, I want to give us you know some time to yeah yeah so uh, so that's why it's not a set every other week, but it's roughly every two to three weeks. Um, for every title, you you have a video. There's a video for yeah, every one of these. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's even you can search it on the app. Or yeah. Yeah. There are 60 videos, yes. yes. So, <laughs> you can binge watch them all night. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can listen to RC's reading back to Syria. That's funny. Yeah, and I, I mean, like I said, this is our primary source, so we will probably 90%, maybe 95% be going right along with it. Um, 
but I will bring in a few outside sources, especially on particular topics like just coming up on number seven, canonicity. So um, I had a chance to kind of sit in on a, a seminary class based on biblical manuscripts. So I'd love to share some of that information with you guys. So that goes right along with canonicity, but um, that'll be something to be adding on top of what Sproul talks about. Uh, and then, like I already mentioned, baptism. Obviously, we'll be doing a little different there. So, um, what's that? Which book? No, that's when uh, Jeff Miller. Remember, he was, yeah, he was teaching us on biblical manuscripts because he was going through it in seminary. So, yeah. So, and I'm just gonna find dig up my notes. Hopefully, I still have them. <laughs> No, this is before actually we came to Reformed Baptist. So this was our old church. He was working on his PhD, um, but that was his specialty was uh, biblical manuscripts. So he loved it. Yeah, he really loved it. Um, so there's some good information there, and and it helps you understand how we ended up with the Bible we have to look at the actual history behind it and why they pick this and why didn't they pick that and you know so. Okay, and then, uh, yeah, we'll conclude the Believer's Final Rest. And like I said, you, you don't have to watch the videos or read the study guide. Uh, it might be helpful uh, to, do, to reinforce what we're learning, what we're discussing, but it's not required. So I'll just leave it up to you guys. Um, I know it's a little bit of a cost. I wish we could just... Uh, uh, hand out copies to everybody, <laughs> but uh, it's up to you guys whether it's it's worth it to you or not. Um, but it, it is they are helpful, um, but we will go over the same material. So, okay. Any other thoughts or questions before we close for our introduction here? No. Okay. Well, thank you guys for coming and joining. Um, why don't we close in prayer? John, would you mind saying a prayer for us? No problem. Lord, uh, come to you tonight. Thank you. Thank you that we, we have a place to gather, Father, and learn more about who you are and how you uh, revealed yourself to us in your word, Father. I ask that you, uh, we have uh, open hearts, open minds, open ears to what we'll be learning over these, this time, Father, that. Uh, we use this time to spur each other on to uh, to good works and uh, edification of your church. And uh, be with us as we, we leave here tonight. Keep us safe, Father. And uh, we ask all these things in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.